The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It's an emergency edition. What's the siren sound like, Breach? Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we need, need a new siren. But it's uh, Aaron Rodgers. That is, I was a European siren. That is a European siren. Breach's day has been made. Aaron Rodgers is not going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. My day has been ruined. He is staying in Green Bay. The reports are JJ has confirmed. Jonathan Jones, four-year, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. I think the contract has been agreed upon if we're being precise. Uh, breach about that. How surprised are you that Aaron Rodgers is staying put? You know what? I'm I'm only about two percent surprised. I think this literally played out like last off season. It was oh my gosh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? But then when you really thought about it, there was no way he could leave Green Bay. They, they the Packers held all the cards. You know we literally. Wait, wait, the, wait. How did the Packers hold the cards? He has all because he's under contract. What is he going to do? Retire? They can't. Well, look, we had the whole thing last offseason about how the Packers general manager said that promised him a trade. And then what happened this offseason? Oh, we heard that promise wasn't actually made. So who's the uh, Packers general manager again? Brian Goody Coons. Fair enough. Close enough. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so you have it just felt like it was going that same route. Look, look, last off season, things were even worse that they were at. This is like, they were at DEFCON five last season. If they fixed things last off season and made it work and patched things up and he returned, it just felt like that was going to be the same outcome this off season. So I will say that, uh, you know, I think we talked about it probably in early February. I was about 60% Packers, 40% Broncos. And at that time I did, you know, there wasn't much talk about like the Steelers or the Titans. So that was still the feeling. So I'm not like completely shocked. I think I'm surprised that it happened when he said it was going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is not like sticking to deadlines. I What'd was hundred percent. What was your take? I was hundred percent sure. hundred percent sure he was coming back because uh, he wasn't going to Pittsburgh. That'd have been just too, too perfect for me as a Steelers fan, but also because last year, a year ago when you and Brenton were a little more cautious about, the idea of him leaving, I was 100% certain he was not coming back, and he might even retire out of spite. And, of course, he came back, won back-to-back MVPs. We can question whether he's – he hasn't been the reason the team has lost in the playoffs, but he hasn't played lights out in the playoffs on occasion. Uh, the special team sucks. I mean, that's that's the issue why they lost the last game. But uh, it just felt like he was coming back, and it was just a matter of him undragging his feet to make that happen. Um We'll see when the the official contract is signed. Uh, I know Pat McAfee, who was close with Aaron Rodgers, wasn't quite ready to say it was for all the numbers that we've heard because the the plan is to bring back some guys. Uh, Devontae Adams reportedly is going to be franchised, I think. But that makes sense. I think Devontae Adams is 100% coming back now if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, and he probably would have tried to leave if Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be there. We'll see about Randall Cobb, who Aaron Rodgers wanted to on the team last year and made that happen. They traded for him from Houston. And we'll see how many other of Aaron Rodgers' friends comes back. And also the other thing breached, like whether it was Tennessee or Denver or Pittsburgh, the NFC North is the easiest path to the postseason. Perhaps Tennessee, you could argue. But I think – I don't know who's going to challenge the the Packers in the NFC North because no one has yet to challenge the Packers in the NFC North as long as Aaron Rodgers has been there. Yeah, and I think that probably played a big part in – 
Roger's decision. If you're looking around all these teams that were mentioned as possible landing spots, you look at the Steelers, uh, that's a tough division. There's no guarantee you're winning the division with Aaron Rodgers. Sure, you're probably the favorite, but you have a team that was just in the Super Bowl in the Bengals. You have Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, who won eight games last season, despite the fact that 91% of the team uh, was on injured reserve. So that's not a gimme if you go to the Steelers. If you go to the Titans, like you just mentioned, maybe you're guaranteed a playoff spot, but what's your, you know, is the Super Bowl really your ceiling? It just feels like you, you can coast to the playoffs, but I don't know that you're going to go any further than that. Um, and then the Broncos, like, do you want to be in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? It's kind of like the AFC North. Nothing feels like a lock there. Uh, and so out of those three, th- three teams, I think the Titans would have been the best fit uh, just because, boom, you get to the playoffs, and then once you get there, anything can happen. But I think he made the right decision. I think you're back with your old buddy, Devontae Adams. You know the system. You don't have to learn anything new. You've seen how close your team has come in the past three years. Two NFC title games, then a divisional playoff loss. And so it feels like everyone there is probably hungry. They want to get over the hump. They want to get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that Green Bay says, hey, man, here's $50 million a year if you come back. Yeah, a couple things. I think is Matthew Stafford the only other quarterback you have to worry about in the NFC? Dak Prescott, if he's healthy, who else is there? Now that Russell Tom Wilson. Oh, Russ Wilson, but he played in a bad football team. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Debo notes that prior to Aaron Rodgers making his announcement, uh, the Packers were minus one forty to win the NFC. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see now they're minus one eighty. Packers are plus four fifty to win the NFC, ten to one to win the Super Bowl, which are the best odds in the NFC ahead of the the Super Bowl defending champ Rams. Um, obviously the, the, uh, the Seahawks and even the Cowboys who, who lost in, in glorious fashion in the playoffs. So, um, we talked about these quarterbacks, Russ Wilson, and there's also Deshaun Watson, and there's also Mr. Bisky and Jameis Winston, who we feel probably is going to, to, to return to New Orleans. And of course, Jimmy G, how does it impact the secondary market of available quarterbacks, whether through free agency or trade for a ton of teams that need quarterbacks? Well, I, you know, that's an interesting question because you look at where the Aaron Rodgers think about going, uh, the Titans, it doesn't impact them because Titans already have a quarterback. So they're good. Uh, the Steelers, you can do a deep dive on that. I don't know if you try and trade, do you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or do you just roll with Mason Rudolph? We'll talk about that in the, in the next segment. Okay. And then the Broncos obviously still need a quarterback. I don't know if you go out and get a free agent. Uh, do you try and sign Andy Dalton? Oh, stop it. Is that no. a step up from what you have? No. And he has red hair, so it gets mixed Drew up. Drew Locke? The... Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Drew Locke? Neither. I'd rather just have four running backs back. I think Marcus Mariota is an interesting name still I, out there. I like him. You know, we mentioned Jameis Winston, but coming off an ACL tear, it's just so tough for a quarterback signing with a new team because you have to learn that new system while you're injured on the sideline during training camp. Uh, so I feel like James is going to end up with the Saints. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you take a chance on Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's just not a lot of names out there unless like big names, they're going to help you win. Uh, if you're the Broncos, you don't feel like any of those free agent names are really a step up from Drew Locke. And so you either pull off a trade or you roll in the season with Drew Locke. And same with, I mean, the entire NFC South, the same thing. The Buccaneers don't have a quarterback. The Saints don't have a quarterback. The Panthers barely have a quarterback. If you count Sam Darnold, they could mm. resign Cam Newton. I don't know. Uh, but there's just so many quarterback question marks. There's not enough, you know, musical chairs, how there's too many people and not enough chairs. Yeah. This is kind of what it feels like, except there's too many chairs and not enough people. What's that called? Uh, you 
invent the name for it right now. <laughs> quarterback chairs. Quarterback QCs. chairs. That's the problem. There are the, the the demand outstrips supply. I think is what you're saying. So that brings me to the next point. You, the economist, should know that. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brings me to that next point, Breach. You didn't mention this name, but it's one to keep an eye on. Mr. Jordan Love, who the Packers traded up for in the 2020 draft when they could have had T. Higgins with that pick. They could have had Michael Pittman with that pick. They could have traded up one more spot than they did in the first round and gotten Brandon Ayuk. They could have traded up a handful of more spots and gotten Justin Jefferson, all people that would have immediately helped that organization as opposed to making their quarterback extremely angry. And then the one time that Jordan Love played last year against the Chiefs, it went exactly like you thought it was going to go. But if Jordan Love were in this draft class, he'd be QB1. And you have seen a little bit of him in the NFL, so you have a, a, a leg up, if you will, compared to the, the incoming rookie quarterback class. Is Nathaniel Hackett someone who might consider that because he knows Jordan Love from his time together in Green Bay? Or is the fact that they don't, the Broncos, kick the tires of Jordan Love, tell us something about how he feels about Jordan Love? Because I think I would rather have Jordan Love than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I still would rather have Mr. Bisky and Jameis Winston, but I think you're right, Jameis is going to go back to New Orleans. And Mr. Bitsky is at the top of my wish list as a Steelers fan. But I would also be willing to give up a second-round pick for Jordan Love if I'm the Steelers and just see what you have. And you could probably talk me into that 20th pick, too, because we just don't know. And if you're going to take Kenny Pickett at 20, I think I'd rather have Jordan Love because I have a, a he's more athletic, better arm strength, and probably has higher upside. But where are you on Jordan Love and, and what his future might hold and, and what the indications might be, whether the Broncos go after him or not? This is tough because I don't know what you do with Jordan Love. You spent a first-round pick on him, so you can't trade him away for a fifth-round pick, and there's no reason for other teams to make you a huge offer because they don't know if Jordan Love's any good. Why are you Would you do it for a second-round pick? Maybe a third? I'm, oh, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving a first-round pick up for Jordan Love. No, I'm, if you're the Packers, would you take a second-round pick? I mean, see, that's I'm saying the Packers can't do – Maybe I would do a second round pick if I'm the Packers, but I don't know who's going to offer them a second round pick for an unproven quarterback. And so 
The thing is, if I'm the Packers, <laughs> Debo says Gardner Love, uh, Jordan Love equals Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Gardner Minshew is actually produced on the field. We've seen him play. Like Jordan Love might be the next Aaron Rodgers, but we have no idea because we've never seen him play. So you can't just expect that you're going to trade for him. He's going to turn into a four-time NFL MVP because you don't know that. If I'm the Packers, here is my mindset: is that how much does a backup quarterback cost? You have a backup quarterback under contract under $2 million per year on average for the next two seasons. Cause that's what Jordan love has left in his rookie deal. He's owed 1.7 million in 2022 and 2.3 million in 2023. That's a cheap backup quarterback. You hold on to him. If Aaron Rodgers has one of these waffling sessions or flip flops on oh, whether man. or not he wants to retire in one year or two years, you still have Jordan love in your back pocket. But if you trade him away, just he's your first round pick. You can't just trade him away. I just, I just, I get it, but he reminds Aaron Rodgers of everything that went wrong in 2020 and why he was so angry and why he wasn't taken seriously by the front office, all that other stuff. And look, you can, I mean, Andy Dalton, if you want to give Andy Dalton the, if you'll take a five, $5 million a year deal, he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers because maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to look over his shoulder and see Jordan Love. Um, but the Packers are in salary cap hell. Yeah. You know, they don't, they can't just be offering Andy Dalton $5 million and they already have a guy under contract who only costs $1.7 million. And here's uh, Andrew Brandt tweeted this out he he was a former nfl exec in fact he worked for the packers at one time and now he's in the media and uh he was wrong about aaron Rodgers. he admits that uh taking that l but he writes people the packers are not trading jordan love uh brian gutekunst is a ted thompson disciple first round picks are their family heirlooms i guess but i mean they traded up for jordan love for reasons that still remain unclear to me so may maybe they're willing to, to come off script on that um, well, so, and yeah. the flip side, Ryan, is what you're saying, though, is what what they can't just keep them to keep them, though. If somebody offers you a second round pick, would you take it? Yeah. And I, like I just said, if I'm the Steelers at 20, I might think about coming off that, that 20th overall pick. If you're going to draft a quarterback anyway and you like Jordan Love coming out, he's just sat for a couple of years in the NFL. You've you know, you've seen him play a little bit in preseason. You saw the one not great game against the Chiefs last year in which they lost. But I still think that's more information than you have on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell. Uh, or whoever your guy is, Matt Corral, because you, we have no idea how they're going to translate to the next level. And maybe that's worth the 20th overall pick. Maybe I'm uh, overshooting it here, but uh, Andrew Brandt seems to think that Jordan Love isn't going anywhere. I would imagine if Aaron Rodgers wants Jordan Love gone, he'll be gone, but I don't know what their relationship is. And look at our commenters uh, spouting out economic terms, Wilson, here, by saying that holding on to Jordan Love is a sunk cost fallacy because you don't need to hold on to him. You just keep investing in a guy who's never going to play uh, that doesn't look good. So just because you spent the first round pick, you just got to cut ties. I don't know, though. I Like I'm saying it's not a sunk cost because it's a cheap backup quarterback. Oh, so it's 100% a sunk cost. But why ahead. not? Well, right, right, right. But I'm saying it's not bad that the Packers hold on to him because he's a cheap backup quarterback. Now, if they pick up his fifth-year option, which they will not do because there's no way they're going to tie themselves to $25 million for a quarterback who's never played a snap, that would be different. But I, I don't think it looks bad for the Packers to hold on to him because his contract is so low. But, you know, getting clear near the draft, and we just mentioned all these teams that need a quarterback, it feels like Jordan Love's uh, trade value has never been higher than it will be in the next month. And that's the thing. I, I mean, the Falcons, Washington, Denver, New Orleans, Pitt, Tennessee, Detroit, um, all those teams need quarterbacks. And now the biggest one, is staying put, and that leaves the, the the rest of the pool we're talking about, plus Jordan Love. You're replacing Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love, but there's still going to be some value for Jordan Love, I feel like. Um, so we'll see. All right. Let what me do you think? 
the four years actually means for Rodgers, though, because we see four years, 200 million, but there's reports of potential outs after, you know, another year or two years. Like he's 38 now. I, I think a lot of people don't believe he's actually going to play with the Packers through age 42. What do you think that four years actually will mean? And I guess how that could relate to Jordan Love and potentially keeping him. Breach, he's 38. There's no way he plays till 42, is it? No, I, I feel like it's at least two years. I feel like there's going to be an out for the Packers after two years. And I feel like there's going to be some sort of language in the contract that will uh, limit the cap hit the Packers will take if Rodgers decides he doesn't want to play anymore. So if he retires, obviously that will take it uh, his cap hit off. But if he, yeah, I don't think he's going to play all four years. I feel like he's got two years, maybe three years max. So using that math, that's why you think they should keep Jordan Love around just long enough to give him the fifth-year option then have to get rid of him because his contract is up as Aaron Rodgers retires as well? So you can't do the fifth-year option because you have to make that decision after the upcoming season. So after 2022, you'll still have Aaron Rodgers with three more years on his deal. Whether he's going to play those three years, we don't know. But you have to make the decision in May 2023. A year from now. A year from now. All the more reason to move on from him, I feel like. Oh my goodness. And then what happens if Rogers retires after two years? You had a good run and then you start over. Yeah, but don't you feel like, okay, say you don't pick up Jordan Love's fifth year option. His contract expires after 2023. At that point, Rogers will have been the starting quarterback for two years. So you'll know either he's going to come back and play that third year in his contract, or he'll tell you he's not. And then you sign Jordan Love to a long-term contract and not for 40 million a year. Cause he hasn't played, he hasn't proved himself. So you won't need to give him uh, a huge deal. Probably give him like, Three years, thirty million. It'll be a bargain. Three years, thirty million. Three what? years, thirty million per year. Oh, good lord, that's a lot of money. I don't know, man. You haven't seen him play, and you're going to the other extreme now. What? You're a terrible general manager. No, if Rogers <laughs> decides he's leaving after 2023, and now Jordan Love's no longer under. You're going to pay a guy thirty million a year that you've not seen play except for that one Chiefs game. Did you, you just see what Andrew Brandt tweeted? That it's a family heirloom. First round picks. They're not letting them go. They're not going to admit they're wrong hmm. until they're wrong. All right. Well, I'm just, acting like the Packers general manager, not any general manager. No, that's that's crazy town. Uh, so do you think Devontae Adams is 100% coming back? The reports are that he's going to be franchised, and I would imagine they'll work on a long-term deal. Yes, I think Aaron Rodgers would quit the team if he <laughs> went through all this trouble to finagle a lower cap hit for 2022, and then they didn't bring Devontae Adams back. So I, I think that absolutely Devontae Adams is coming back. I think the bigger question is, will he get a long-term deal done before the July deadline. What do you think about that? Well, as you mentioned, they have a lot of sour cap issues to sort through. He's going to be the highest paid wide receiver, I'd imagine. Who I don't even know who makes the most now. Who's the highest paid wide receivers who sit here? I think it's DeAndre Hopkins. He signed that really crazy deal when he got traded. And it must uh, be twenty ish million, something like that. Oh, it's it's like twenty six million. Twenty Oh million. Lord have mercy. And, okay. But it, it's a big difference between him. So he makes twenty seven point two five per year. The next highest on the list is twenty two per year. So there's a huge gap, and I think that's always been the issue between the Packers and Adams is the Packers are like, look, man, we'll get you up clear near Hopkins. We'll give you 25 a year, and he's saying, no, I want to be the highest. you got to get me above 27. So that's I think that's his his right as well. So, okay, so they're going to have two players on the team next year. Um, I don't know how they're going to sort out the rest. But Pat McAfee mentioned this in, in his comments on his show that Aaron Rodgers, the numbers we're seeing are going to be massaged in a way that allow the, the Packers to sign some players and keep this thing going. Um, I think winning the division feels like a, an obvious 
check on the in the old to do list. But after that, maybe things get a little get a little tougher once you get out into the conference uh, playoff schedule. And of course, if you make it through, we'll have to play play some AFC team. But that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, I think Devontae comes back. I'll see what happens with Randall Cobb. Uh, I wonder if this if the Packers will finally draft a a wide receiver in round one. I, I've asked this before in the podcast. See if you were paying attention. Breach the last time that the Packers took a, took a wide receiver in the first round. What year was that? Uh, 2006. 2002. Ah, I was close. I think I you, I think you guessed 06 last time, too. Javon Walker. So maybe it's time to draft a wide receiver in the first round. There'll be a ton of good ones. Um, So we'll see what happens there. So I'm guessing nothing's changed. The Packers are winning the division as we sit here in your mind. Yeah, but what about the Packers' other needs? you think they need to go draft defense in the first round, or do you think you absolutely go wide receiver? I had them taking a cornerback in, the, in my last mock draft that came out Monday. Uh, Andrew Booth had a Clemson. J.R. Alexander's going to get re-upped. Eric Stokes was drafted in the first round last year, but they still have some needs there. Kevin King's a free agent. They need help along the defensive line. You could even draft an off-ball linebacker. So, yeah, their defense clearly isn't up to to the level of their offense. David Bakhtiari will be back on the offensive line, and that offensive line sort of held together last year. There's certainly worse offensive lines over the course of the season, even though they battled injuries. But, yeah, I, I think, the wide receiver pick would be one of those um, one of those picks you make just to placate the the guy who's been angry at the team for the last five years. But defense is obviously a need as well. Wilson, who's the top special teams ace on your board this year? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Debo, because I talked to Matt Ariza at the combine. We the what? first time we ever, did you tell we him you a, knew me? Had a punter, of course I did. First time we ever had a punter on set. He ran a four seven, and some of the, another Georgia punter ran a four six, uh, but he's. Um, fast. That's why I can beat Brinson in a 40. That's why I can run a marathon. But obviously, as you know, Breach, he, he can boom punts, 80 plus yards, but he also uh, kicks off and he kicks field goals in a pinch. So he does everything. He can probably play gunner too if you want him to, Debo. So I, I'm glad you reminded me of that. But Wilson, can he hold? Ah, dang it. I didn't ask him that. He must be able to. That's right? the one thing I told you need to find out. That's on me. I missed the boat on that one. I should have. You should have texted me as soon as you were going to interview him. I would have had so many questions. I would have sent you forty-five questions. Yeah, the problem was they they happened so quickly. I, I wish I had spoken with you. Incredibly handsome young man too. So he makes me all handsome special teams Debo, and also my all special teams Steve, uh, team. So maybe that's the guy they could take in the first round. I mean, maybe because you know who had trouble holding. Oh, York in Green Bay. Hey, Crosby yo. had a bad year because his holder. Matt Arise is so good. He can. Uh, hold and kick at the same time. That's well. The thing is, he's never had to hold because he also kicked field goals at San Diego State. That's why you don't know if he can hold because he's never been asked to do it. And it's yeah. not. It, it looks easy, but it's not. A lot of pressure. High pressure situation. Very high pressure and minimal uh, fame out of that job. No fame. You get no fame. Uh, Debo, I'll ask you quickly before we get out of here. As an Eagles fan, did you want Aaron Rodgers to go to the AFC or retire, or do you not care? I mean. Him in Philadelphia would have been pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I realize where the Eagles are at within the NFC right now, and it's it's somewhere in the middle um, as a playoff team that I feel like could be more competitive next year. Yeah, you want to see the top team in, in the conference be weakened with the all-time quarterback leaving. So yeah, AFC would have been the preference. And real yeah. quick, Debo, you mentioned earlier on on the contract, and you know one of the commenters is mentioning uh, what Pat McAfee said about uh, Rogers' two hundred million dollar contract. Pat McAfee has been pushing back pretty hard that that's not going to be the final number. And Debo just asked us how many years we thought he would play. It might not be four years. We don't know because it has not been finalized. And since McAfee is Rogers' best friend and his favorite radio buddy. Um, that's definitely worth noting that he does not think the final numbers are going to be four years and 200 million. 
Noted. Noted. But maybe that 153 guarantee, but even that's a lot for a four-year deal. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, no, for sure. Also, uh, in case you're wondering about Will Brinson, he is not dead. We were concerned because we hadn't heard from him. He was, uh, quote, in quotes, helping out at, at Robbie, his son's school. I'm sure he was off playing golf or something. Behind behind the uh, Piggly Wiggly drinking drinking out of a paper bag would be my guess. But he's okay. So We I think tell you, he'll be here for 345, or do you think he has another like school commitment? Here's what I know, Debo. The three of us will be here for the 345 uh, free agency franchise tag podcast live. And I think that Princeton will be here. He has a stipulation in his contract where he does one pod a day and no more. So I think that's the one, unless he's done a pod on another. Princeton's not going to show up. That's when Paramount is going to announce that they're franchise tagging me and Wilson and Princeton's going to miss the boat. Ooh, he's going to be the Jordan love of this podcast. Hey, Oh, sorry, Princeton. But yeah, three forty-five. come back for that because really you can never have enough. Wilson breach Debo and Princeton in your life. We'll be talking franchise tags. What happened? I'm sure we'll be talking more. About Devontae Aaron Rodgers, Adams. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers as well. So thanks for joining us. We'll we'll see you in a couple hours.